BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. <laughs> it's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Yeah. Boom, you can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Travis Irvine. Oh, hey, Ben. And Fernando. I'm farting. Oh. <laughs> it's a battle of titans over here at Abe Lincoln's Top Hat. Thank you all so much for listening. Hope you're doing well. Got another great episode for you. We have a couple of updates to get to when it comes to finances. We discussed on last episode the grifters that run everything, despite the fact that they only make a couple hundred thousand dollars a year salary-wise. Somehow they're all multi-millionaires. Oh, interesting. Yes, well, it looks like there's somebody who might be losing their billionaire. <gasps> oh, no. Ronnie D. What? Oh. Ronnie DeSantis. So he had a relationship. A real hot, sexy one oh. with a dude named Ken Griffin. All right. Billionaire Ken Griffin. He's a Chicago-based hedge funder. So you know he knows Ooh. what the working class people need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. More hedges. Oh, good. <laughs> he has said that he is no longer simply supporting DeSantis blindly. Mm. He is now sniffing around for some fresh meat within the Republican Ooh. primary. So as we've been discussing how pathetic it is that when you run for office, you've got to find yourself I'm that billionaire. billionaire. Where's my billionaire? There needs to be a political show on News Nation called sure. Political Billionaire Matchmaker. Politician oh, yeah, Billionaire yeah, yeah, Matchmaker. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you do it blindly. And you only base it on policy. Mm-hmm. And then it turns mm-hmm. out, oh my God, my billionaire's Jewish. <laughs> okay. I don't even know what that means, but I like it. <laughs> it's funny. Okay. Ken Griffin, founder of Miami-based hedge fund group Citadel, is frustrated with Ron DeSantis's lack of progress in the GOP primary race. So he has told DeSantis either shape up or get on out of here. So more issues happening for Ron DeSantis as mm-hmm. his stock continues to plummet when it comes to how much money has griffin given they call him a mega donor sounds like a new horror film coming out (laughs) yeah mega donor stay away from me please don't mega don me yeah absolutely (laughs) not also there'll be the porno uh, parody mega boner oh (laughs) see that sounds more fun griffin gave 71 million dollars to republican federal campaigns 
in the 2022 midterms alone. That's a lot. So if you're Ron DeSantis, that was a that was a good billionaire right there. This is the billionaire you <laughs> He's want. He's willing right. to spend. He's willing to spend. Obviously, again, he works for Citadel. This is one of the massive problems with the corporate crony corrupt capitalism that we have permeating through the capital mm-hmm. in Washington D.C. But this guy, when he tells you he's going to support you, he certainly does it with his wallet, doesn't he? Yeah. So if you're Ronnie D, this is not good news. No, more bad news. And I understand his his hesitation because when you're a hedge fund investor, you're looking for that ROI, that return yeah. on investment. Yes. Mm-hmm. And if you put $71 million into someone and in the past two years you've seen him become a joke. Right. Well, that's seventy-one well, and that million was, over two thousand twenty-two. Oh, okay. So uh, that was every half, single right. Republican candidate right. received a total of seventy-one million. That was during the twenty twenty-two primary. So that went and spread across the entire field. So the man has his claws in yeah. basically every single politician that <laughs> ran on the conservative side yes. in twenty twenty-two's midterms. Oh, hundred percent. He has stocked their pockets with a lot of his money, and obviously they're there to do his political bidding. So one of the issues that Griffin first had with DeSantis, it's interesting, it comes down to the social issues. Mm. He didn't uh, he didn't back DeSantis's for the so-called don't say gay bill in Florida. Obviously, that was legislation that now I believe goes from K to 12th grade, where you can't mention the idea that somebody might be gay. Of course, they're also doing a uh, massive misservice to history in this country Mm. when you can't mention race whatsoever. For example, in the Tulsa massacre from the 1930s, I believe, you can discuss it, but you can't mention why it happened. And the racial components of one of the biggest racial um, wars since right. the Civil War right. in American history. Right. How do you even talk about Florida history without mentioning race? Exactly. And that's, of course, you know, I, I suppose that would go as far as when it comes to Cubans as well. I don't know. So Griffin, he is now looking for other people and we'll see who he meets with, because I am sure now that he is uh, open for business mm-hmm. and his relationship is on the rocks. Much like in real life, there's going to be a bunch of horny birds. <laughs> oh, wait, that's a dog. That's a dog <laughs> circling around the billionaire. Tweet, tweet, tweet. That is a bird. I, well, no, I'm actually just tweeting right now. That's good. Follow, follow me on threads. Now, this is interesting to me, especially because the last show we just talked about Tim Scott being kind of the new it girl. He's when it the comes it girl. to these, these mega donors with mega boners giving out cash. And if they're leaving DeSantis, you got to think Ken Griffin, maybe some of the billionaires, there's probably like a billionaire mega donor group chat. I'm sure like we have our group chat. And uh, they're just like, yeah, Ronnie D's really pissing me off. Who do you guys like now? And then (laughs) Tim Scott, maybe he's looking more promising. Well, truly, in a second, we'll break down some of uh, how much money some of these candidates have brought in. Shocker, it has not been good for, for gov- anybody. For former governor, former vice president Mike Pence. Oh, no one likes no him. No one likes him. <laughs> no, because flies land on his head, oh, and he right. calls his wife mother. He's got the fly vote. <laughs> He's a bizarre dude. So DeSantis's campaign, despite making twenty million dollars in a fundraising haul. They have decided to try to change strategies. I don't know what the hell this is going to do. I think all it does is, again, show. 
that uh, the initial launch was a total disaster, despite the fact that Ron DeSantis has attempted to say, that's a media made up narrative and it's nothing to do with the truth. But (laughs) Twitter... We all saw it. We, it was, we yeah. all saw the glitch <laughs> hell yeah. that was his announcement. So <sighs> in my opinion, that 20 million bucks in this last quarter, that's the peak. Yeah. It, is, it is gonna slowly go down from here. Right. He's right, already right. said he doesn't want a VP spot. And I'd be surprised if he even makes it to uh the I would be surprised actually. I would not be surprised if he doesn't even make it to Iowa. Oh, I wouldn't sure. be surprised if he mm. just real, reads the tea leaves and is like, this is fucking embarrassing. Yeah. I'm still a governor of the state that voted yeah. for me 30 plus points right. over my uh, enemy right. in, in uh, you know, Charlie Crist. Right. I got a good thing going. Yeah. Why don't I just hunker in, stay in Florida. Yeah. And hopefully people forget what an awful, awful <laughs> uh, candidate I am on a national level. Right. Maybe someday Rubio or Rick Scott finally leaves their Senate seat and then uh, maybe Ron DeSantis gets w- something like that. That's probably going to be it. He doesn't have much of a national, you know, ability. He, he tried and you only get one chance to make a first impression. Right. And uh, as I've done many times, when it's bad. It takes a long time to get people back to inviting you to parties. You guys are talking about a DeSantis that would be making logical decisions and thinking clearly. If this guy's after the clout, if this guy, because even if he does lose as president, he doesn't have to give up the seat of governor, right? right, right. Because he signed, no, he signed it into signed law. law. He, he signed it into so law. He can I'm, do whatever he wants. So in my opinion, if I'm trying to read the tea leaves, he don't care. He's going to keep going. Because yeah. it, it nails his base. It but kinda... it's embarrassing. The one thing these people do have, and this is a shocker, is ego. <laughs> I don't know. This is a man who eats pudding with his fingers. That's and true. Teflon. Ego doesn't exist in his psyche. How long can you go where everyone is just telling you they don't like you? <laughs> and then you're just like, I'm, I'm not a candidate yet. <laughs> I'm not a person yet. Just emotionally. How I'm not long? a human yet. Because now is is he's, he tried to bring his wife out there and I don't know, whatever. I think her name is Casey. It didn't go well. Uh, it just didn't go very nothing's well. Gone Again, well. nothing's gone well. Adopt a dog. Maybe he's on season four and they need to adopt a child oh. uh, and just pretend like, hey, <laughs> look at this. We got a new kid over here. Right. Jump the shark. Uh, they adopt an alien. They got an alien living with him. Get an he alien. Roll out Elf. <laughs> he's got to get Elf. He's got to do something because <laughs> this fucking show is obviously not ready for a prime time. Also, that's a foreshadow, too. We're going to play a little Fran Drescher when it comes to the unions and what's going on with SAG, AFTRA, and WGA here a little bit later on. Fernando? I don't think it's going to get, again, it's not going to get him kicked out. It's not going to get him recalled from Florida. So he's no, just going to no, keep he's going, going there. Again, he's going to keep acting like an idiot till the day the, the race is decided. Mm. I know it's. I know it seems ridiculous, but if you're just well, I would doing say it for clout. After right. South Carolina, within the Republican primary, Primary, right. That's it. That's if you don't it. win yeah. in that primary, yep. once you get to that point, you're done. Yeah. And if you stay in it, <laughs> it's for fraud. I don't know the point right, of staying right, in right, it. Right yeah, there. You, you guys, right. allegedly. But I'm saying there's money to be made. Sure. You know. Well, and, and but you both make a good point. I mean, Iowa, if you're in Iowa, evangelical and you don't win Iowa, you drop out after Iowa. If you're, you're a done. normal, moderate, independent Republican, uh, you drop out after New Hampshire. I mean, Chris Christie, we saw that in 2016. And then, absolutely right, South Carolina is kind of like the last go. In Marco Rubio's case, he lost South Carolina and then lost his home state of Florida to Trump in the yeah. 2016 primary. So it really is just like, where is your line? When do you cross it? And then well, that's usually when you drop out. And speaking of Florida, DeSantis is down 
double digits to Trump to Trump in Florida. Twenty five, thirty five points. <laughs> so that tells you right there. If you can't win, even Walter Mondale won Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> like if you can't win your home state yeah. within a Republican primary, certainly you're not going to win it in the general well, I suppose I, I don't know if that necessarily rings true for Florida because it is so deep red now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just a total indictment. Yeah. Total indictment on you as a candidate. Right. And uh, everyone that's living in Florida, I have to assume that they're seeing what his leadership, how it manifests itself in their daily lives. And because of that, they are sticking with Donald Trump. Yeah. Because in their opinion, their lives were better. When he was president. Something so. along those lines. Yeah. Well, and to your point again, 2016, John Kasich, he did win Ohio, right? That right. was his home state. And therefore he stuck in longer and longer until finally it was like, yeah, you're not going to win. But he did win his home state. So well, let's it gives go, you something. Let's break down a couple of numbers here in quarter two of raising money. Mm. Joe Biden, obviously a lot of controversy when it comes to his staff allowing him to walk in public. Oh. <laughs> uh, that's the newest strategy from the DNC is just like, once again, don't show him. Mm. Don't have him walk anywhere. Right, and if right. there is even an ant on the floor, you kill that kill fucking that ant. ant. Get it out of here. Get it out of there. He's going to slip and fall and break his head. Right. And no one's going to put Humpty Dumpty together again. Yeah, there is that old phrase in campaign uh, life where it's like, don't sandbag my candidate. But that's exactly what happened to Joe Biden by sandbag. <laughs> I saw an interesting statistic, 60% chance just based upon his age that he would die within the next term. Right. There's well, a 60 yeah. percent. Was a, it was a medical doctor. Yeah. And I don't know his name. I just was a medical doctor. <laughs> doctor uh, and no, not doctor. I just real medical doctor. OK, thank God. <laughs> and mathematically, there's yes. a 60 percent chance he would die if he's reelected, well, which, that, of course, means uh, Cammy. Right. Kamala. If, and if, that's why a lot of Republicans is, yes. are saying Joe Biden in 2024 means Kamala Harris in 2025. It's right. not just a campaign rhetoric. It appears to be science. And there, of course, <laughs> there's a lot of Democrats who are hedging and looking towards Gavin Newsom as well as a potential replacement for President Biden. We'll get to that news when it happens. Obviously, Gavin Newsom has a war chest, massive amounts of money, mm-hmm. huge amounts of clout. He can talk. He uh, can say really cool things. You know, I love again, it when he talks. I love it. You like it so, when he talks? I love Gavin Newsom. Yeah. I love him. I you love know, his points. I love know. what he's talking about. He's on my side of things the way I see it. Right. Yeah. I'm not uh, necessarily a fan. He offered reparations for black people to get their votes and then immediately said, veto, <laughs> it's not happening. So I'm there's sorry, also so when he, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's just hubba hubba politics. We're going to give you a million dollars. Vote for us. And, of course, when they do vote for him, yeah. uh, he says, oh, that was a joke, you yeah. idiots. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. right. He also closed down industries in California but kept his own business open. Yes. There's a lot of issues being related to Nancy Pelosi is also one of them. Oh, boy. And but, uh, formerly married to Kimberly Guilfoyle. Ugh. A big old, uh, uh, that's an X for me. That is an X. Also, Donald Trump Jr. and Kimberly may have had a falling out. Oh, thank oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> so she's single, huh? <laughs> Back into Gavin's arms. <laughs> oh, God, so disgusting. Either way, we will discuss those stories more as time goes on if the Democrats do decide that Joe just doesn't have it in him mm. to continue, uh, you know, campaigning because it's going to be difficult. Yeah. You know, another year, a year and change on this stuff. So sure. got a lot of work to be done. And we'll see if uh, Joe does want to give the torch over to, uh, to, to Newsom or 
is there going to be a vibrant Democratic primary? You're right. By Which would be kind of nice. I would like to see like a John Tester. I'd like to see more working oh, class blue dog Democrats mm, out there. I agree. Well, Governor agree. Pritzker out of Illinois, also yeah. very popular. Gretchen Whitmer out of Michigan. Our I mean, boy out of Colorado. Oh, Jared Polis. I, Polis. Oh, I love Jared Polis to be president. But we'll see because one of the ironies about the uh, Democrats, they are... Uh, very institutionalized when it comes to who's next. Yeah, right, right. My turn. My My turn. turn, My turn. That's how Hillary, well, she didn't get in 2008. Well, give it to her in 2016. And that's why the Republicans, because the Republicans are actually traditionally this way. They sort of obviously bucked that tradition now with uh, Donald Trump. But that's why you got Bob Dole. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's Bob's turn. And then you got Mitt Romney and you got John McCain. It's his turn. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. So anyway, President Biden has raised more than $72 million in quarter two. So there's no denying he's still got that money coming in. Mm. As I mentioned, DeSantis raised $20 million. That was during the first six weeks of his campaign. Nikki Haley is coming in with quarter two at 15.6 million dollars since February in uh, since launching in February and as we mentioned on last episode Tim Scott raised 6.1 million with the loser in all of this being Mike Pence who raised a paltry 1.2 million which means he might not even qualify for the debates for the debates ah he should pull a Doug Burgum or whatever that (laughs) fellow's name is give me a dollar and I'll give you $20 in gift cards yes indeed who likes Red Lobster (laughs) Anyway, it's crazy to me that in politics, one point two million dollars is, is, is a little it's bit. It's nothing. It's a little it bit. is well, keep absolutely in mind, nothing. These are official campaign totals. So this is your traditional small vote, uh, small donor, right? Voters from across. These are like real Americans donating. Right. This doesn't include your super PACs, your dark money, your billionaire. Right. Where they're pumping money too. That's so, true. The super PACs, obviously, right. one of the biggest lies of all time. We're separate from the campaign. We're separate from the campaign. <laughs> no coordination. All right. Well, speaking. Speaking of working class, let's talk about SAG after WGA. Um, obviously, we support WGA and SAG after. It's incredible to see the callous nature of the people that run the studios openly mm-hmm. talking about mm-hmm. starving out the writers right, and basically admitting that they have all the leverage when it comes to technology, as most of these what used to be movie studios are now tech companies. Right. Mm-hmm. That's exactly. basically what they've transitioned into. Streaming. As a matter of fact, and we'll play Fran Drescher here in a second. Get your boners ready, boys. <laughs> um <laughs> One of the things that they suggested, this is from the studio heads, is that if you're a background actor, you get one day of pay for work. Right. They're allowed to take your entity. They're allowed to take your physical form Mm -hmm. and they're allowed to use it for free forever in perpetuity. Yeah. Fucking insane. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Because how many times do you do that before you got enough former people? 
right. to then just fill out a stadium for an NFL game that right. when, you're, when you're making another necessary, unnecessary roughness movie. Statistically, about 300 people, and that's it, Ben. That's it? That's it. Because wow. you can recreate every, pretty much everybody from 300 people. Photoshop and all. Yeah. The eradication of the middle class. And yes. what I've been talking about at many bars, any bar that'll hear me scream. <laughs> Anyone that'll have me. <laughs> is any, that any finally. Any bar that lets you play Ragged Old Flag by Johnny Cash on loop. That's a good bar. I'm mighty proud of that Ragged Old Flag. <laughs> no. Finally, tech has come for the intellectual class. Oof. And that's what's happening here. So mm -hmm. this is not the beginning. This is actually the conclusion. Ooh. You know, it started in the early 1900s, you know, as the farm worker, 90 some percent of the jobs in the 1800s were farm related. By 1900, it was 3%. What the fuck do you do? Sure. You got tech. You move on to different industries. We saw it with the automobile industry. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. obviously, Flint, Michigan is still suffering to this day. Automation eradicated their jobs. We've seen it now with graphic design. We've seen it with so many different jobs that used to be what people thought sustainable for, for a long time, mm -hmm. being completely eradicated overnight and customer service customer oh service absolutely gone self checkouts there which makes you do the work which yeah. i've never understood i hate it i don't work in target <laughs> that was the first day i felt like an old man when that started like 15 years ago I'd be like so i'm checking myself out <laughs> <laughs> mm. all right hello and now it's come for people who i believe used to say It'll never happen. People need actors. Right. People need writers. Right. It's never going to come for the podcasters. It's mm. never going to come for the artists who use their minds. Right. It comes for everybody. Mm -hmm. It's the horror film It Follows, and Ooh. it's here now. And one area I would have appreciated if WGA and SAG and AFTRA, these unions need to be fighting for the working class people in their unions. Sure. And I'm going to be honest with you. In my opinion, they have been fucking over those people left and right when it comes to health care. They raised the bar where you had to do certain amounts of work mm -hmm. to receive health care. Yeah. They would shut it off earlier if you didn't, uh, you know, succeed in getting so many roles with SAG-AFTRA. So they can be better. Right. And hopefully this is a wake up call to the unions that they need to stay strong because the fact that it even got this far yeah. is just an indictment on their leadership and maybe their perhaps an indictment on their naivete when it comes to trusting who they consider to be partners in making film, which is, again, the movie executives. Sure. And I think the the straw that broke the, the camel's back here was absolutely that executive talking openly. Unbelievable. Uh, and then when that got with out With billionaires, by the way. He yeah. was hanging out with Zuckerberg and like Zalas, whatever. Right. Some, and, on a private fucking, just getting off a private fucking jet. <laughs> I mean, it just reeks of the worst kind of people. But when they openly say, oh, we're going to wait till October when they can't afford rent and they right. gotta, they're going to lose their homes, Oof. that fucked up mentality. I mean, it goes back to things we've covered on this show with corporations from the Applebee's guy. Yep. You know, all mm -hmm. these uh, right. CEOs. Inflation is good. They're going to need to work more hours for less pay. They're going to love it. Bad economy is good for us. Right. The whole nine yards on that. And I think once that got out there, because you're right, a lot of people were wondering, like, well, when's SAG going to step in? You know, when are all these other unions going to step in and support WGA? And I think that was when it really became real. I mean, not only the speech we're going to play by Fran Drescher fired up. Like any good nanny would, um, but Ron Perlman <laughs> put a, a video out there. A good oh, old Ron Perlman from I love Hellboy. Ruff. You know, he put I love out a video being like, "We know which executive said this, and we know where you live." <laughs> like it's like straight. <laughs> that's up, Hellboy. That's Hellboy talking right now, buddy. So again, you yeah. talk about other human beings that way, specifically when they're doing the la labor, they're doing the work that makes you rich. 
That's when somebody's got to put their goddamn foot down, man. Killing these machines, you killing these billionaires, take us over. From the executive's perspective, of course, they see tech as they as an eradication of the work that those people used to do, and so they just said, "Well, we don't need you anymore." Exactly. And this is that exec that was famously making what a writer makes in a year in one day, right? Because a writer makes something like eighty-seven thousand a year, and they, this guy made seventy-four thousand a day. Yeah, something so, crazy. Yeah, just it, like. Yeah, the executive makes twenty seven million a year. To be fair, Uber Eats has these surcharges. Oh, oh yeah, Uber right. Eats is really getting up there. <laughs> okay. So let's play this clip from Fran Drescher. Uh, she doesn't have her nanny voice, but uh, let's she play it. And it. she's beautiful. I love. I, I'm, I I'm love a Fran stan. I'm a I'm a fan, Fran fan. Um, now I will say, in all honesty, I didn't know that she was the head of SAG after. Um, until somebody told me about a week ago, and I said, "The nanny, <laughs> yeah. uh, the nanny is in charge here." Okay, <laughs> Hell yeah. that's uh, she was she was always in charge. That's the point of the show. Okay, I was a little, I didn't realize she got voted in, but that's let's let's play the clip here, and we can talk about it. We are the victims here. We are being victimized by a very greedy entity. I am shocked by the way the people that we have been in business with are treating us. I cannot believe it, quite frankly. How far apart we are on so many things. How they plead poverty, that they're losing money left and right when giving hundreds of millions of dollars to their CEOs. The entire business model has been changed by streaming, digital, Mm -hmm. AI, This is a moment of history that is a moment of truth. If we don't stand tall right now, we are all going to be in trouble. Mm. We are all going to be in jeopardy of being replaced by machines. You cannot change the business model as much as it has changed and not expect the contract to change too. We are labor and we stand tall and we demand respect and to be honored for our contribution. You share the wealth because you cannot exist without us. All right, there it is, Fran Drescher. Now, to be fair, people in SAG after are actors and they tend to be short. I'm so not (laughs) so sure if they do indeed stand tall. But (laughs) the point being made it's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. The head of Disney, I think it was Bob Iger. He was like, TV is dead. It's all streaming. It's like, no, you dumb fuck. We watch everything on TV. Mm-hmm. YouTube TV. Right. Yeah, it's you still know, on a TV. Peacock is TV. Yeah. It's all TV. Mm-hmm. So the fact that, uh, and she's completely correct. The fact that they haven't updated their contracts mm-hmm. at all to right. ensure right. that if you are on a streaming show, you still have residuals uh, is so obvious. It's a money grab. And it's just uh, it's 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 horrendous. Yeah, absolutely. Com- she's completely right. And the union has a strong um, angle when it comes to righteous um, rage. But again, do these studios give a fuck? Right. That's all they need is Dwayne, The Rock Johnson, Tom Cruise and a few other people to make a huge hit every year. And yeah. then they're still fine. Their bottom line's good. Mm-hmm. Right. Flip side of that, perhaps a little positive note. Why do we have a radio station or why do we have a podcast network? Because no one else hired us, right? Right. Ah. Uh, thank God, because <laughs> uh, everything's it's good to be in charge and be in control and have our own hand, a destiny in our hands. Independent projects have got to be on the rise. Indie films, 
It would but be then great. from there, you know, you're not going to have any union protection. You're going to, I mean, hell, look what happened when the fucking union uh, didn't do the good job with the the film Rust. People die. Right, right, right. right, right. You know, so it, 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 people can make more independent film, but also some of the safety pr- uh, protections and protocols that the unions had put in place were needed. Now, I also think they kind of overstepped their bounds with COVID because every actor was like, what are we doing here? Right. And it seemed like a two tier system. But uh, I don't know. What do you guys think? Does this this is not ending? Certainly not before Halloween. No, I mean, well, by October, you'd think. I mean, again, with this, they said they're going to start negotiating again in October. They're not negotiating right now. Right. The WGA is done. Sure. Like they're not even talking. They're not taking the calls right now. Right. 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 I mean, it's good for content of some people. Um, you know, reality shows. (laughs) Well, that's the other aspect of it. Right. You know, reality shows. You know, between tech, AI, and reality shows, which are produced, a.k.a. written, yeah. um, you know, the set is just somebody's actual home. It's going to be a rise of that. Mm-hmm. You know, American Gladiator, I may, I may right. come back, which is kind of cool. <laughs> I, right. I do right. like Yeah, that. there's still going to be entertainment out there. But, you know, the the big struggle right now, and again, like we've talked about on this show for years, it's the corporations versus the workers, right? And that's who you're dealing with right now is these studios who, again, just like every other corporation in America, pays hundreds of millions to their CEOs and their top executive brass, and then they leave the little guy struggling. I mean, even before October, there's already writers who write incredible shows, and they don't get paid enough. they got to all work other jobs in addition to their studio writing gig. And also what this is going to do, as we've talked about with the squeezing out of the middle class for many different reasons, we were discussing this at the bar yesterday, with the uh, taxation of, I think we talked about it in the last episode, actually. Mm-hmm, if you mm-hmm. bought a house for 40 grand 70 years ago, they want to charge you right, for what it's worth right, now yeah. by real estate measures. They've done, they've done the same thing with commercial properties, and that actually passed. Um, this is just another reason why people are going to have to leave L.A. Mm-hmm. You can't survive. Right. It's just not sustainable whatsoever. So, I don't know. What's the new Hollywood? Right. I don't think it's Austin. Well, but it might. I don't know. Atlanta. I don't know. Oh, all of it. I mean, there's so many states that are doing New Mexico. New Mexico. Mexico. Sure. All these states are actually. I mean, this. If they start courting movies elsewhere. Oh, buddy, it's been happening for decades already. So that's a huge hit. That would be a huge hit to the economy of California as a whole. Oh, absolutely. And that's why you hope the the studios in their dark hearts would eventually do the right thing. But this has already been happening for decades where now other states are offering mm-hmm. tax incentives yes. for motion picture credits. Ohio just passed theirs again. And Pennsylvania, Kentucky, Michigan, um, that's how they rebuilt Louisiana after uh, Hurricane Katrina. Oh, they just yeah. built up. That's why you had so many shows shooting there, so many movies. Uh, Atlanta. North Carolina is an interesting state because their Republican governor, they used to have great motion picture tax credits. Then their governor, a Republican, killed them because he actually had stock in the companies in Atlantic. And then all the film and TV business from North Carolina went to Atlanta. So that's how important these motion picture tax credits. And New Mexico is crushing it right now. That's why you have so many shows, movies constantly being shot there that people in the industry, whether you're an actor, a writer, producer, or, or someone on the basic crew, you can live and work in New Mexico all year round. Breaking well, bad. I mean, give prime example of it. Of it. Yeah, and, perfect example. And it all kind of goes into this next conversation about combating homelessness. California, as we said in the last episode, spent $17.5 billion uh, in over four years to combat homelessness, and homelessness solely goes up. Hmm. This is going to kick more people out to the streets. Yeah, just like that movie executive I mean, wants. 
it truly, that's literally what he said. Make yeah. them starve, make them where they can't pay rent, and uh, they'll either leave or cave. Well, playing on that as well, the, there, here's, the, here's the reality of it. Even though actors and writers cannot work, the studios will keep streaming. Their uh -huh. revenue will keep coming in. And because of the way the contracts are set up, they're still going to make the money that the actors are, in fact, this is what they're fighting for, right, what's right, happening right. right now. So I, I'm worried about what's going to happen in October because the studios are going to be richer in October. Right. They're going to see how much money they made without the actors even working. Right. They're going to be sustained. What happens is, is eventually they do run out of new content, and that's when it's like, all right, do we? right, let's see what these robots can do. But then can you get people to actually show up and make it? Are people going to break the uh, the, the strike line? Scabs, yeah. yeah, scabs. I mean, that's a whole nother that's thing. That's a whole nother thing. But we'll find out in October. So right now there's 170,000 homeless folks. They say unhoused, which, you know, it's just like, let's just focus on getting people homes. Mm -hmm. um, that would be the most important thing. But yeah, so this is how most, this is why <laughs> if you've ever gone to a political event, they've spent like thousands of hours on like it's not homeless it's on how it's like i don't you know let's help the person <laughs> let's just help the whatever person. you want to call it yeah whatever the fuck they're struggling they're on the streets and they're struggling maybe that's what california spent that 17 billion on was uh changing the terms I, it's, homeless. it's one way to just avoid doing anything <laughs> yeah. yeah right right anyway um so that number it's only going to go up as a massive sector of the of the california economy which is entertainment is again now being treated like the Ford worker from the 70s and 80s, right. from the 90s. I mean, everyone is together and uh, they've been breaking us up politically. People who worked in the factories might not think they have anything in common with a Hollywood actor. Right, As a matter right. of fact, maybe they don't. Right. But the one thing we all have in common is we're getting totally fucked. And uh, these corporate goddamn elites who now run our government as well um, just take glee in it. Yeah. So from a working class, uh, guy out there again, just use Flint, Michigan, and um, you know, just a a flaming gay actor from you know Los Angeles. <laughs> okay. We all got something in common, right? Labor, labor, labor. right there. We, we are labor. labor. That's we are labor. I, that's what I liked with Fran Drescher. It honestly gave me uh, chills, like the Bill Pullman speech from Independence Day. I'd like to see Fran Drescher play the president in any movie going forward That'd be at cool. this point. Right. That would be cool. From so, nanny to president, she earned it. You know what? Why the fuck? I'm just like, yeah. Why not? Why the hell not? But uh, it, it. But that is this is the great reminder again, um, as they try to divide us with drag. Drag shows are killing our kids. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sure. You know. Meanwhile, I think it's more the bullets in their brains and stuff. You know. Mm -hmm. Um. All of those distracting issues. This is just another reminder. It boils down to economic class. Sure. Absolutely. And uh, as soon as they don't need you, they toss you the fuck yeah. away. Right. And then no matter what, even if you think you're Seth Green and untouchable. Right. Because everyone loved you in that motion picture. Well, I did love him in that motion picture. <laughs> but you're absolutely right. I mean, here we got corporate overlords who do run the government as well. Squeezing out the little guy and the little lady on all the movie sets. Right here in California. And then you got the government wasting $17 billion of your taxpayer dollars on not even addressing no. the homeless crisis. No, it's a huge bureaucracy there. And there's just a lot of money being made by a lot of people. And, of course, when it comes to the um, homeless epidemic or unhoused epidemic, either way, the mental illness is, uh, two. they say, two-thirds of people on the streets are mentally ill, mm -hmm. which also means one-third are literally not which yeah. makes it worse for them yeah. um, because right. this Struggling. is just like I was I was working yesterday. <laughs> right. My union fucked me right. and the corporations fucked me. And now I'm out here on the streets and it can happen overnight. A slip and fall. 
and a, and a doctor's right. Bill. It right. really happens so fast mm-hmm. um, for people. And it's such a shock. So the one thing is with actors and stuff, I mean, I don't know if they're the most mentally stable. So well, if you're meant if you, you know, this Jared like, Leto seems fine. <laughs> oh my god. You imagine Phoenix Jared- fella seems normal. <laughs> well, Joaquin would actually be fine with being uh without a house. Yeah, he would crush, he, yeah, he's just good. paint himself I think up he's like just, Joker. I think he's then, just a character. Yeah, I no, I've seen him. I, I saw him in uh, New York in the East Village. I mean, he was just weeble wobble, weeble wobble. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he didn't fall down. Oh, cool. <laughs> no, he's, he could handle it. Nice. Uh, Jared Leto, yeah, he'd be murdered immediately. <laughs> immediately, <laughs> sure. Oh, he Lordy. smells like everybody out there. There, he, there you go. <laughs> um, so where is the money going? And uh, again, we're sort of mixing two different things here. Um, but the underlying um, notion is that there are many people profiting under the guise that they're there to help others mm. and they don't. And uh, then we wonder why everything is fucked. Yes. And then they divide us because somebody wears a dress on Saturday and uh, I mm. guess you don't. Again, <laughs> right. even on the last episode, we talked about the fact that the guy who runs Estee Lauder is a fucking conservative. Right. Cr- you make makeup. You make <sighs> makeup. Holy is God all fucking mighty. What's crazy to me about the, st- the statistics you're talking about, about with people experiencing homelessness, which is the term I like to there use. There we go. Okay. Oh, okay. Right, right. It's, it's temporary we're, sometimes. We're talking about California. We're talking about a place where, according to in 2022, 8.7% of California's homes were vacant. So that means about wow. a million vacant homes in America. Wow. So there's $17 billion going into taking people out of homelessness. Right. And probably and, like building new well, units that was, or whatever. It, right? That's funny that you mentioned that because that was one of the kickbacks from uh, someone who represents Gavin Newsom. Um, they say the problem is not getting these people homes. The problem is that they're mentally ill. They say if two thirds of, the, of uh, people on the streets right now are experiencing mental health systems, we can't just pay their rent. <laughs> oh, what? why not? <laughs> why not? Why can't, why why not? can't you make a halfway house then where someone can go and help them uh, have a therapist? You know what we used to do before in 1980? Sure. You know, before Reagan <laughs> ruined fucking everything. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me started. Sag uh, president right there, Reagan. Hey, <laughs> Mr. Gorbachev, build a bigger wall. No, no, tear down the wall. Oh, right. Where's my jelly beans? God damn it. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Also not in this country, but something that again will be coming to this country very soon. There's a CEO in Dukan in India. His name is Summit Ooh. Shah. He's a 31-year-old dude. Uh, he fired 90% of his companies. Uh, yeah, of his uh, customer support staff arguing that the AI chatbot outperformed them. What? Oh my God. So 90% of people in this company 
we're cut off. We're oh, just, just gone. I mean, um, I, and uh, it's it, it's insane. I did Apple customer support about a decade ago, mm-hmm. and it was it, I could tell they were going to give this job to computers because yeah. they would make yeah. me chat with four people at the same time. And impossible. Do, yeah, I mean, how am I supposed to keep my numbers with? I'm troubleshooting four people's problems at the same time on a on, on a chat. Right. So I'm, I'm basically you basically he probably set them up to fail. You know, obviously you, oh, put sure. up, you put him well, against the computer. Well, when he's testing what? AI anyway, yes, he's just like, hey, you know, we did some tests and AI was way better. Get out of here. What was that documentary? Was it called Going Postal? The one where they just tried to make postal workers the extension of the machine and had Oof. them just, I mean, you yes. had to do so much work so fast. You got like a 10 minute lunch break. Right. It drove people fucking they went insane. Post- they That's why the first, yeah, there was like. Man, I forgot about that. We would just be like, the if first, it was a mass, mass shooting, like, that dude just went postal. <laughs> yeah, it was a postal <laughs> worker. But as a society, we're just like, that happens at the post office. Not going to happen over well, here. Time sure have changed. <laughs> uh, this is what one Redditor wrote. Uh, and they're right about this. It happens to be on Reddit. But when it comes to this company, they say, I'm terrified of the future where we will never speak to a human again in customer support, which means we will never get a problem solved. You'll just be passed around between the bots, mm. um, which will be infuriating. And then you slam your phone against the wall and then you have to buy a new phone and then everyone's happy who works at Apple. Hmm. Um, so that's happening in India. And of course, it's going to be happening right here. It's, right. It's here. Wow. We're on the precipice of it. And of course, India has always been a little bit more tech forward. So hmm, if it happens there, it's going to happen here. Oh, yeah. Yep. All right. Well, just lastly, do you want to do this thing? Speaking of scoundrels and opioids. Mm, and oh, of course, it's ravaging society. It all ties together. Mm. Opioids, you get, again, you break your leg, you get way too many pills. Next thing you know, you're addicted, you're homeless, and uh, totally fucked living out on the streets. Ohio, the Republicans in Ohio, I know you know a little bit about this. What happened with your opioid? They were receiving money to combat opioid abuse uh, and addiction. But what happened? Well, so right now, Ohio and many other states actually are receiving settlements from the opioid companies that created all the drugs that killed, you know, thousands and thousands of people. Millions uh, at this point. I think it was 65K a year for like the past oof, 30 years. Right. Major 20 years. stuff. I mean, um, so a lot of these settlements are going to. The states, uh, via attorneys general, they're the ones who actually file the lawsuits against these opioid companies. And instead of, you know, actually going through everything with how much harm they actually caused family by family, um, they're doing mass settlements with each state. So it's happening in all kinds of states. But here's the kicker. And it goes back to everything we've been talking about. Transparency, government spending, corporate overlords. It all ties in. These opioid settlements are now going to funds that are no longer transparent, meaning it's a public settlement that's supposed to help private citizens in the public who are affected by a very public pandemic, epidemic, I guess, in this case with the opioids. But now that money is being safeguarded, in Ohio's case, by a panel, uh, which they just passed a law saying that this money is not going to be um, basically... um, Given to the people who suffered the most for the with the opioid. Even event. worse, Ben, we don't know how they're going to be spending it. It's unaccountable. Oh it's, my it, god! It is not subject to a transparency or any public records requests. This all happened because someone from a uh, harm reduction group wanted to attend one of the meetings yeah. of, of this new opioid board. We, we have about a billion dollars in it already, and there's more to come. Yeah. And basically, this harm reduction fellow went to this meeting. They didn't allow him in. He applied for a public records uh, request. Ooh. And then the Supreme Court unanimously, Republicans and Democrats, were like, he's right. You're yeah. a public entity. And then 
the Republicans decided to fix that by making it a nonprofit within the government, a.k.a. not transparent and not subject to accountability. Not a public, public records yeah. request, even though it is money meant to help the public. And this is a concern oh, because man. it's happening in tons of states, not just Ohio. Right. And there's about 17 states that have no transparency over the funds. There's about like 13 that wow. have total transparency. And then there's some that like DC and a couple other states have some transparency, which is like when we want to tell you how right, we're spending right. it, we'll spend it. Wow. And the so reason, corruption is just going to be through the roof. Yeah. And this is um, reminds people a lot of when all the tobacco settlements were happening in the 90s. Yeah. Same deal. Big tobacco companies giving lots of money to states to settle all the harm they've done to so many people. Right. And then they found out later that a lot of these states were like, it wasn't going to the people who were smoking or their families whose lives were destroyed. It was buying boats and docks. Um, one of uh, Joe Manchin, who we talked about in the last show, and he was governor of West Virginia, he tried to use an opioid settlement to uh, buy a helicopter for the governor. <laughs> it's, wow. It's just. In New Mexico, all that tobacco money was actually used to throw parties at clubs. Yeah, they would try. It's like you aren't, you can't smoke in the club, so let's get people in clubs. It was pay. It was literally paying promoters to throw parties. Yeah. I love that they elected Pitbull governor there. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. It is unbelievably sad that it's believable that this is happening. The foundation. It's a nineteen-person uh, regional board. Yes, they, in Ohio. Uh, in in Ohio. This was, ironically enough, uh, Governor DeWine penned this on Independence Day. Who would? And basically, it makes the uh, state immune for bribery, ethics, or open record laws. Mm -hmm. Obviously, this is perhaps a kickback for what happened with Larry Householder. And uh, that Borger character, maybe they're like, well, you can't have that happen again. I did the same thing yesterday. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, because corruption is... It's so rampant, and especially in these government entities. And uh, we'll see if any of the people of East Palestine get anything, because they're still waiting. And uh, that's not going to happen. No, they won't. So they're just totally fucking screwed. Um, Well, I don't know what else to do other than shed light on it. The the fact that they literally just are like, we're going to do it in secret. And we just signed it. We signed it into law. We signed it. It's the law now. Right. Then it's like Governor DeWine just being squeaky. (laughs) This little fucking squeaky little bitch. (laughs) He's got a little smile on his face. That grandpa wouldn't do anything like that. Uh, Now, now you don't need opioid settlement money. You need grand kitchen baseball. (laughs) It's just ridiculous. For anyone who knows, that's a great Mike DeWine. (laughs) That is a great Mike DeWine Spill it indeed. We'll go drink some wine this weekend. Um, Just a little update on corruption as we see it. Yeah. Um, And you know something, you know they're doing something wrong when they want to do it in private Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. if they do anything remotely close to good, they let you know. Right, right. 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 Or they accidentally say it as they're getting off a plane with a bunch of other billionaires (laughs) and it gets printed in deadline and variety. And now Ron Perlman's coming to kill you. Look out. It's Hellboy. Starve them out. Also, I've known writers. They're already half starved. Yeah, dude. It's not going to take that long. They're a skinny lot. (laughs) So hungry. So hungry all the time. All right, everyone. Well, thank you for listening. I will see. Well, Travis and I will see everyone this weekend, this Sunday in Mm -hmm. San Francisco. Cops Comedy Club, 730. Can't wait to see you. And uh, do we have anything else, boys? We'll be back next week Mm -hmm. with a few episodes. Mm -hmm. Keep you updated. Thank you all so much for listening. Hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. We are labor. (laughs) This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com.
BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.